1: It starts with some beer, so you shouldn't have fear. Two garbage guys with facts, but they both still have tact. It's that time at last for the best damn podcast. It's Can Crusher Day! Time of the week again. It's time for Can Crusher Spotlight. I am your host, Mark Martinez, and wow, what a show we have. This kid, this cat, this American Daredevil, this, oh my God, I don't know what to call him, stuntman, this, ah, it's Johnny freaking Patch. He is a 2018 graduate of the Iron City Wrestling Academy, and he has gone viral. He is shooting up all over on the internet because a few months back he did a coast to coast shooting star at IWC it's unbelievable he's been in the ring with some legendary people some stars of today that are in impact wrestling he trains with AEW wrestlers guys Johnny freaking Patch. Make sure you pay attention to this interview and make sure you continue to pay attention to Johnny Patch because he is going to go places. Yet another star that will come out of Iron City Wrestling Academy and IWC. And we'll hear the interview right after this from our sponsors from Collar and Elbow. Guys, the holidays are coming up and... You know how it is. Wrestling fans are always looking for that something, but there's sweet merchandise at Collar and Elbow. The new hoodies are out. The new Macho Man shirt that I just got. It's got Al Snow and head on it inside the sunglasses. It's that purple from the Macho Man shirt. Ah, make sure you get there early. Make sure you get your orders in. Don't bombard Collar and Elbow the week of Christmas and expect to get it. Guys, you know Christmas is coming up. Get your orders in for all the wrestling fans. And I continue to say these are the most comfortable hoodies and shirts out there today. When you check out, use the promo code CANCRUSHERS. Capital C in CAN, capital C in CRUSHERS. And you'll get 10% off your order. And you'll also help this podcast out as you kick some money back to us. So right around the corner... After you hear from Al Snow, you'll hear my interview with Johnny Freakin' patch, the American daredevil.
2: Wrestling, a love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand, the wrestling brand, a brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Can Crushers. Holy shit, we have back to back champions, back to back weeks from IWC. And as great as the high stakes champion is, the Super Indie Championship is a click higher on the notch. And we have somebody that is shooting, shooting star, coast to coast, up the rankings in wrestling. The Super Indie Champion, Johnny Patch. Johnny, welcome to Can Crushers. Thank you guys for having
0: me. Bit, uh, big supporter of this podcast. Been listening to it since I started.
1: Yeah, and right off the bat, we need to talk about what has, I don't know, given you more fame, more fortune, more anything than even the Super Indie Championship. When you did the Shooting Star. Coast to coast, uh, it's about amazing, <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. right? Oh yeah, I uh, I don't believe in physics. That's it. <laughs> well, it was uh, it was always something that I really wanted to do, and I brought it up and told a couple people when I was training. I'm like, hey. I'm going to be the first person to do a shooting star coast to coast. And and they just, like, looked at me and laughed. And they're like, you know that's not possible. Like, nobody's ever done that before. It is physically impossible. And that kind of, like, drove me a little bit. It's like, I know what I was capable of, but I just needed the right time, the right place, and uh, the right show, like IWC, to do it. And you can always go back and watch it on the brand new upgraded IWC network
1: for only nine ninety nine.
0: <laughs> yeah, there you go. Okay. I had to get a plug in there real quick. You guys are but s- it was so uh...
1: corny with those plugs.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it was definitely, uh, a lot more than I expected to happen afterwards. I, I just wanted to do it and give the crowd a good show. Uh, I was not prepared for that many people to be recording that that exact moment. I thought I'd have like a couple retweets or whatever, but that, that single clip blew up to like 50,000 views within like five or six hours. I had people all over the world like messaging me and like talking to me about it. And like, it like, there was like an hour afterwards, like my head just got like, like big. I'm like, Oh my God, this is insane. I'm like hell yeah let's go and then uh a very respected individual reached out and uh kind of like brought me back down he told me like good job good creativity and all that but make sure you don't let this go to your head there's still a lot more to go a lot longer path to go on now that you're noticed it's uh now more than ever you have to pay attention to what you're doing what you're saying and always just stay humble, if that makes sense.
1: That that's great, though, because legitimately, that's you know less than a year into the business, you did this, and uh, I know some of the people that retweeted it. I looked at it, I followed it. Uh, it, I, I'll leave it up to you if you want to drop any names, but I'm I'm not gonna. But it's <laughs> unbelievable the people that reached out to you. It it blows my mind. In no disrespect that actually have eyes on IWC all the time?
0: Oh, yeah. It was, uh, it was definitely breathtaking whenever, like, one of my most sought-out matches from whenever I started, he's like, he is hands down the best and greatest high flyer in wrestling right now and possibly of all time. And he reached out. I mean, he said... A vulgar statement towards me but it was a very respected statement and it uh it made me chuckle it made me laugh to let uh to know that somebody i think so highly of knows i exist now so maybe hopefully some days down the road i'll have the opportunity to share the ring with him i'm not gonna name drop if you would like to know it's
1: uh somewhere on my
0: twitter deep in the replies i believe
1: Yeah, and maybe we'll get to it later on in the podcast. I'll be able to pull it out of you. But let's do what we like to do uh, and rewind all the way back to the beginning of little Johnny Patch. Uh, Johnny, who introduced you to wrestling? Was it grandma, grandpa, a sister, a brother? How did you find this crazy-ass business that we love so much? I believe...
0: Uh, it was uh, my great-grandmother. She would always watch it. And uh, I think she was like in a like a home or whatever. And like my parents would always take me to see her. But she, she would love watching wrestling. And she hated uh, – I can't remember too much about it. And the only thing I do remember is uh, she hated Roddy Piper with like a passion. And then – I don't know. It just kind of like trickled down. And then my first WrestleMania I remember was uh, WrestleMania 19. So I really didn't get into wrestling until like the attitude era was pretty much dead and gone. And WrestleMania 19 beat 2003. So it was like about then I was, uh, let's see here. I'd have been like eight or nine in 2003.
1: Yeah. So you... and then it just. What's that? If you would have said WrestleMania 1, I would have been shocked because you're not even as old as WrestleManias are. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, WrestleMania has been going on for about uh, 11 years, longer than I have been alive. But uh, ever, since, uh, ever since then, it just, like, slowly trickled. And, like, as I grew older, as, like, my friends grew out of it, I was always, like, getting brought back in and really enjoying it it was uh something i could always go to something i can always like connect with the entertainment the like the mesmerizing abilities of all these incredible athletes just watching them do this on like a nightly basis it was just
1: it was just so surreal to me and now be a 42 year old fat garbage man and see this young punk do a Shooting star coast to coast, (laughs) and you're saying, Holy shit, now you know how we feel. Yeah, it
0: was, uh, I appreciate that. Thank you. It was, um, there was, uh, it was a very high risk, very, very high reward now looking back in hindsight. But, um, yeah, that could have gone, it could have definitely gone. Uh, a lot worse than it did. And I would have to thank everybody in that match, uh, the culmination and Gory, my tag team partner for that night, which I'm not on the best terms with right now, but I'll, I'll get to that later on eventually. But, uh, I was the rookie. Hell, I was only like at that point, I think it was like eight months in. Nine, no, I was, I was 10 months in. So they, they were more than willing. Uh, gory was uh, always Had my back during that And I I appreciate And I respect the hell out of him
1: for it Yeah we'll definitely get into the Gory stuff um, Later down the line Because there's so much going on So who were some of your favorites growing up um, You know Being Wrestlemania 19 uh, are, are we saying Hardys, are we saying RBD Are we saying, what are we saying here <laughs>
0: Okay, yeah, so Hardee's and RVD. Well, uh, Jeff and RVD were, uh, like, the two that just brought me in. Uh, Jeff's just pure recklessness, not doesn't have a care, uh, like, a cell in his body. He doesn't care about if he walks away or not. And then RVD is just pure athleticism. His, um, uh, what was I going to say, uh, flexibleness and uh, ability to just contort his body in certain ways. To just make it look like he's dead, but and then he just gets back up and oh man, RBD Jeff Hardy definitely, but I would have to say uh, Mick Foley. Wow, Mick Foley, yeah, Because like up until Mick Foley like mankind, Cactus Jack, like everybody that's held that heavyweight title. Looked like a million bucks, six plus, six five, 300 pounds, just chiseled, a, like, yeah, just like a huge human being, just larger than life. And then when Mick won it, it was like, okay, there's hope for people that don't fit that description anymore. There's, there's a chance that. Other people can get to the top now, and that like really like stuck out to me even
1: at a young age. So, are you saying you don't like working out? Is that one of the things that we're bringing up? No, I love
0: working out. I just, uh, I'm like, I'm only five nine, right? So, there's no way I can get any taller to fit like that description of. Six, five, three hundred pounds, just chiseled, gorgeous looking type of human beings.
1: Right, but you do have this is one of the random questions thrown in, by the way, that I was talking to you about. All right, hit me. You, you do have uh, this luscious, flowing hair. And one of the can crushers <laughs> that are not here want to know what product you use because his is almost on the same level as yours, but he used Tresemme and he cannot get it to be as luscious as yours.
0: Okay, so I thought it was the hair product as well because I'm a rookie with the long hair, as long as my hair has ever been. Through the grapevine, talking to some experienced veterans with long hair, all the females, it's about how you brush it. And a couple people came up to me and showed me how to properly brush my hair. It changed everything. It's a game changer. I was doing it wrong the whole time. I didn't even realize it. So
1: so it really is about combing it 100 times like Marsha Brady did on the freaking Brady Bunch every (laughs) night. Oh, yeah. 100 strokes every night. Great.
0: That's... (laughs)
1: so great that we got them to find out that it what do you use though because he's gonna still let me ask a question what kind of product do you use because he's gonna want to buy it um, just to be like you uh
0: let's see honestly i just go down like uh like the female hair style products thing and I, i'll just look and like see what smells good or like what's like the best deal i don't really like I don't, I don't go out of my way I don't know enough about that I d- d- just shampoo conditioner brush it let's roll all
1: right so as we've been saying you were <laughs> young into the business uh 2018 you're a graduate from the Iron City Wrestling Academy and yes what made you decide to go there why not you know there's so many other ones uh, you know we're affiliated with <laughs> OVW that there's Seth
0: Rollins da, 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 da. why Iron City okay so I actually researched Seth Rollins and I researched uh, Team 3D Academy because I, I wanted to become a professional wrestler but I had no idea how like, I, I really wasn't big on the indie scene I uh, I didn't, really didn't know too much about indie wrestling I would see like posters every once in a while but I wasn't too sure but like uh it would require me to move and I wasn't, I really didn't want to go all, uh, all hands on deck just yet. Um, So this dude I worked with at the time, he, he knew how much I liked wrestling and how much I wanted to get into it. He's like, Hey, here's this dude. He runs a local promotion. Give him an email. So I gave him, uh, I gave him a like call. I, I met, I sent him a email. I'm like, Hey, Um, My name is Johnny Patch. I'm looking to get into professional wrestling. Do you guys have a school I could train at? And he was like, no, we don't. I'm like, "Is uh, can you refer to me one in the area? And there's a couple different ones in the area. And if he would have said any of them, I would have probably been there. But he said IWC and Iron City Wrestling Academy. So I got Justin Plummer's email. I messaged him. I was like, hey, what's up? He's like, hi. I'm like, can I come train? He was like, you got money? I'm like, yeah. He's like, all right, that's all I'm worried about. So I'm like, okay, sweet. So I started training at Iron City Wrestling Academy like that from some random person I have yet to meet that told me to go train at IWC.
1: By the way, that's a great impression of Justin Plummer. That's spot on. That is completely spot on. <laughs> you were probably talking Thank to you. Jenny. I appreciate that. You were probably talking to Jenny anyway. Justin doesn't return phone calls, he doesn't return tweets, messages, or anything. So it, it was clearly Jenny.
0: Yeah. Justin's a very busy man. Jenny oh, is such stop a homie. she's so
1: stop awesome. it yeah you can talk about jenny as much as you want plumber is not busy have you seen his instagram he's laying down uh with a beer in hand watching the kids run amok in his house <laughs>
0: oh man. hey, you said that not me i don't know
1: right uh so talk about your trainers um two of the best right two of the best in the business two of the best i've ever had man
0: absolutely they uh They devote more time than they should to us. They a lot of times they'll put they'll put my class and hell they they've been going I think six years now straight just pumping out class after class just devoting all their extra time to us putting all of us in front of themselves time after time and I have no idea how they're still doing it and they must really love it because it's uh it's pretty awesome to have two devoted individuals as themselves just to always show up every day ready to roll putting up with a whole bunch of bull crap putting up with this and that but at the end of the day they uh they always make sure we're trained and ready to roll in one of if not the best promotion In Pennsylvania
1: oh no it it, stop right there I'll stop you there it is the best uh, promotion in Pennsylvania it's one of the best in the eastern side of the United States Johnny Uh, I tell this story the I agree hell yeah the English professor and I were on a break from the big companies and we were always looking for something and we stumbled upon IWC, when they were doing their Night of Superstars up in Meadville, and we're like, holy shit, you know, Bret Hart's going to be there, da 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 We got to go. We got to go. We got pulled in from Bret Hart and the host of others that were there. But, you know, Bret wasn't in the ring, or this person wasn't in the ring. Uh, the likes of you and Jimmy Nuts and Andrew Palace and those guys were in the ring. And since that day, we have not missed a freaking one of the six of us have not missed a IWC event at all. At least somebody has been there. That's a pretty good streak. Yeah. And it's because we talked to, I'm going to name drop out the ass. We talked to Joe Dombrowski (laughs) and uh, we were saying, you know, we were looking for something different. And we just stumbled across, you know, he's like, you, you're lucked out by finding IWC because there's so many other ones that are just and again It's me talking not you pure trash and IWC is not
0: Oh man, thank you. I, that means a lot. I do appreciate that
1: everybody at IWC appreciates that I can guarantee it So I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you a question as well. Thank you by the way, uh about your trainers, because you didn't say who they are. One is Chris Larusso. One is Andrew Palace. Two completely different uh, type of trainers. Let us talk about them a little bit in depth. Like, what's Chris show you that you, <laughs> that Andrew is looking in the corners? Like, no, you don't do it that way. And you know, what's the difference between them behind the scenes? uh they
0: uh, they're so different. They work well together they're at opposite opposite ends of the spectrum and they can come together on certain topics and just being able to enhance our overall learning ability tenfold if that makes sense i don't know but uh, whenever we were training a nice little fun fact neither of them allowed me to get on the top rope until i was uh eight months into training i believe i was not allowed to jump off the top rope or even go up there until we were like a couple months away from uh, our
1: debuts. Really? That's unbelievable yeah. because that's your whole freaking move set. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was uh, the uh, reason being they don't want me to rely on it. Let's say I get injured. Right. I better be able to do something other than a coast to coast shooting star, but, uh, it was, uh, training. It was very frustrating. It's like, oh man, I can, I know I can do this. I can, but they, they were right on everything. And I would, uh, I'm eternally grateful for everything they have done for me. They have, they've gone above and beyond for me personally more times than I can, uh, more times than I can count and it's it's pretty sweet actually pretty awesome I don't uh, care that much
1: wrestling's a passion is you're in the ring me on this side kind of working with you guys has there ever been a day after training you know the first month the first two months that you walk out of the the wrestling academy and you're like god damn I'm done but then something just clicked. Well, clearly something clicked and you're still there because you're the super indie champion and we're slowly getting to that place. Yep. But uh was there ever a moment that you're like I'm done. This is just unbelievable.
0: Every Monday, Wednesday, Friday right. I would leave there. Yeah, I would I would train 3 days a week and I would it it wouldn't be that I wanted to quit that. It was what I was driving to. I would have to leave training we would show up to train at like seven o'clock i'd get there like half hour early or whatever just warm up and i would train from seven to ten sometimes they would go a little bit later but i always had to leave by ten ten because my midnight shift started at 11 o'clock and i worked <clears throat> i worked six days a week steady midnight at that time while i was training and i just remember being so exhausted so tired driving to uh, like my 8 10 or 12 hour shift just like I don't know if I'm gonna make it like I don't know if I can do this and I, I can I can just remember like sitting at a soft sign and I like dozed off and this dude behind me honked his horn woke me up and uh I was driving I'm like I think it was like a month and a half in at this point and I'm like this it's going to be worth it it's like i remember just telling myself like stick out it's going to be worth it i promise it's going to be worth it this is what we want this is what we're going to do with our life like we're going to give it our all no regrets no excuses we're not going to have any anything that we're going to second guess ourselves on like we're going to go balls out we're going to send it we're going to put our body on the line we're going to put our mental health on the line our soul, our hearts, our blood, or everything and anything. I wanted to give everything I could to this. Just so I know if I don't make it, if I don't uh, live up to my hype, live up to like where I want to go or where I want to be at, I want to know that I gave them out. If I can do that, I'll be happy. But I don't want to have any regrets ever.
1: That That's well said. that 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 is well said just to continue everything like that yeah wow i i didn't know you were doing the of course because i I didn't know you when you were training but i didn't know you're doing midnight (laughs) shifts holy shit so there's days then that you were up probably 24 hours from you know shift to shift just from wrestling Uh, practice
0: (laughs) yeah okay so this is how the schedule went i would get uh so let's say I had training on Monday. I would go into work Sunday night at 11 o'clock. Let's say I had to stay until 11 a.m. So I would get off work, drive 45 minutes to go home, be in bed, whatever, by uh, noon. And then I would have to uh, sleep like four or five hours, get up, be down the facility about an hour drive by seven o'clock wrestle, train <clears throat> for three hours and then drive an hour to midnight shift, smelly, sweaty, exhausted, and just do that all the time. Uh. But where it really gets tricky is every Saturday, well, a couple Saturdays a month, whenever we would have shows, I would go into work Friday night. So I, I would wake up about two o'clock, Friday afternoon, do my routine workout or whatnot, go into work, leave work, go down to Pittsburgh, pick up the ring crew truck, drive the ring crew truck to the facility. We would load up, load up the ring, whatnot, take it to wherever Elizabeth, Meadville, Clearfield. Oh, that was just so long. (laughs)
2: Um,
0: Load it up, load it up, go there, do the show. Okay. So, By the time we arrive at the facility or arrive at the venue at two or three o'clock, I'm up at 24 hours at this point, and we still have five hours until the show starts. (coughs) So we do the show. uh, I'm walking underwater at this point. My words are getting stuck behind my teeth. I can't have my eyes focus on one thing for too long. I'm just, I'm just uh, on zombie autopilot mode. Unbelievable. We get done tear down. Uh and uh I always I, I absolutely had to have at least two people in the truck with me to make sure I was awake because nobody else in my class could drive that. I was the only one until uh the professor pretty much saved my life and took over driving the last like couple months of it. But uh through all and all, finally get back to the facility, I would take the truck back to Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh my house. Another hour uh, at minimum, I would go like 35 hours without sleep. The most I ever did was like 49, I think.
1: Th- that's and, killing uh, yourself.
0: Yeah. Th- this is just, I'm paying to do this. I'm paying to set up this ring. I'm not like getting anything. I'm literally, if, if you go deep into uh, Facebook on IWC, there's actually a picture of me at, uh, I believe it was whenever Wardlow faced Punishment Martinez and I'm sitting in the corner uh, with um, my security shirt on just like trying to stay awake. And somebody snapped a picture of me with my eyes closed. I don't know if I fell asleep. I can't prove it. Neither can they, but it looked really bad. And at that point, I think I was like, it was like three months in and I'm like, I'm done. They're, they're canning me. I they are, and <laughs> I remember my trainer came up to me. He was like, Did "You enjoy the match?" I'm like, "Yeah." Why? He's like, "I don't know how you can enjoy it whenever you fell asleep." I'm like, "What?" And then he walked away. I'm like, "Dude, I am done." Oh my god, I I just ruined everything. And then, <laughs> and then like an hour later, he found out that. I uh I've been up for like thirty five hours at that point and he he's like, Okay, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt on that. So I, I was very narrowly uh cut short before I even
1: got started in IWC. Wow. uh there you go folks. There's something to look into on video on demand on IWC network for only nine ninety nine. Go to <laughs> I don't remember the one offhand. I am not the one with the memory here on Can Crushers. The other guys are. I just talk. Uh, Nonetheless, it's Wardlow against Punishment Punishment Martinez. And that that had to be 2017 then, roughly.
0: You could go through any of those. Any of the ones that I'm sitting ringside. In your sleep, I guarantee there's – no, I – no, I did not sleep. I was – there was uh, there was a bright light in my eyes from the spotlights, and I was just trying to close them.
1: All right, let's move. They forward. Were, uh, were... <laughs> before, <laughs> before we get you into trouble trouble, let's move forward. Your first match in IWC is unbelievable. It's against oh yeah DJZ. How the hell does that happen? Your first match, you get DJZ. While others get you know, I don't. I'm not gonna say no well either. you gotta
0: think LaBelle, LaBelle got boss uh mandyme got palace we all got our fair, and then the people that didn't get a chance to debut against like uh like a more known name like a show or two later they had their opportunity to face a well known name right in wrestling for i w c at least but uh yeah the d j z thing took me. By surprise, like, I seen he was announced for Proving Ground. And I'm like, how awesome would that be if I got to face him? Like in like a tag match or something. I'm like, "Eh, I'll probably face eh, somebody or I'll get thrown in somewhere. And then they released it. And I had no clue until the match graphic was put up on social media. I, I was at work. I seen it. I screamed like, dude, oh my God. So like, I had all the emotions, all of them, hit me at like one time and it was like, this, this is like what I've been busting my ass. This is what I've been going days without sleep for. This is like, my opportunity to show everyone where I'm at, where I belong in IWC and oh my God, that was, that was the most, I don't, it was the most surreal thing I've ever seen. And I'm like, I had no idea how it was going to go. I had no idea what to expect, but them putting that kind of trust in me, uh, putting me with one of my, like, that was, (laughs) I had a list of goals for, uh, for all of wrestling
1: Hold on a minute, stop right wrestling. there, stop right there, so okay. uh, before you get that, because it's just a, uh, you play video games as well, real quick, yep, okay, so you have a list, like WWE 2K20, you You've sat down, Did you, have you watched any of 2K20, do you own it yet or anything, no, I, I've watched
0: uh, some streams and gameplay. Okay. It's, it's a little rough right now. It's a lot rough
1: right now. It's a lot rough because I have <laughs> it. Um But you, you've created a list just like they did on the show is where, my comparison. So, all right, go ahead. Finish your story.
0: Okay, yeah. So, I had, like, a list, right? And uh, it's not, like, a physical list. It was just, like, some goals I had in mind. But, like, I wanted to face – the super indie champion within my first year, I wanted to face, uh, DJ Z sometime before he got signed. Cause the dude was, the dude was blowing up already and just world renowned. Like it was, a, it was just a matter of time before he was off the Indies. I wanted to face him. I wanted to face Gory one-on-one. Uh, I had like a, I had like four or five other things for like indie wrestling, And I ended up, like, completing all of them except one within, like, my first year, which I was, like, really surprised about. And the one that I didn't complete was I didn't face anybody for the Super Indy Championship. But one year and two weeks in, I won it.
1: Right, uh, that's good segue. I'll come back to the other one. Good segue, as now yep. AEW star Wardlow handpicked you. All right, so listen to what I'm saying. AEW star Wardlow handpicked you to face Impact Wrestling star Josh Alexander. So, no disrespect, you have two mega companies picking this little guy five nine uh, with stilts. <laughs> In IW- IWC to face a beast. That says a hell
0: of a lot about yeah, you, it, though. Yeah, that was. Uh, I didn't know about that one either until uh, pretty much it happened. I'm like, what is. You no. Know, I, I thought. I seen the video. I thought somebody was screwing with me. I'm like, there's no way. I'm like, that, that didn't just happen. Because, like, uh, me and Ward, though. We uh we trained a lot together before he got his call up. We were uh we were training a hell of a lot together. Probably a couple days a week, every week just uh killing ourselves. So he knew what I was I don't think he picked me because he thought I could win. I think he picked me cuz he thought I could withstand what Alexander could give and I would still Keep getting back up and coming in for more, which I need to really reevaluate because Josh Alexander hits harder than almost anybody I've ever met in my life. That dude's a tank.
1: Oh yeah, my God. They echo throughout court time Sports. It's unbelievable when he hits anybody. Yeah, you should feel him, dude. Oh my God. I'm good. I'm good.
0: <laughs> I apologize.
1: No, that's all right. So did did you also have tag with Glacier on your list? <laughs> okay, yeah.
0: <laughs> I told my trainer, I'm like, uh, I was like, hey, I, I don't mean to sound like disrespectful or ungrateful for this at all, but when I started training wrestling, I would have never guessed in a thousand tries, I would be tag teaming with Glacier. Nor did I, I. Well, if you—he was like, "Well, if you don't want it, we can uh, we can put somebody else there." I'm like, "No, no, 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 no! This is this is awesome, man! This is great!" And uh, it, it, me and Dime were facing each other in that match. His, uh Glacier's uh, video popped up, and uh, neither me or Dime were alive whenever that video first played.
1: No shit. There. no shit. No shit. A lot of people yeah. wish they weren't because Glacier. We'll just leave it at that. Um, <laughs> you know him backstage. I don't. I know him from TV, and uh, it was a rough gimmick. A rough gimmick.
0: <laughs> he's so, uh, he's a very knowledgeable man. He's uh, he's a good dude.
1: So you keep bringing up. All these names, and this is where we're gonna jump into the meat of some of this. Um, no, how how can I say this? That I don't want to disrespect you or this man's name. I'm gonna bring up, but 2018 brought both of you. From uh, no disrespect to Labelle or other ones as well, but um, the Mandime and Johnny Patch is going to be on the radar of indie wrestling and hopefully main wrestling forever because you two are meant for each other. You, you really... I hate him. Well, to each his own. Um, but you guys <laughs> you guys are a building rivalry that can tell a story for the rest of your lives. I, I don't care, like him or hate him, you guys are amazing in the ring together. We've said this many times on the wrap-up shows. Um, I know you hate him, but Give him some props. Yeah, I mean,
0: he, uh, the dude sucks straight up. I Like, there's no easy way to put it, but there is certain things I have to come to terms with, and we really are destined to do this for as long as each of us are in wrestling. And, uh, it sucks. I mean, it, it doesn't suck. It's nice to have somebody there always like, we hate each other so much that we always want to outdo each other. We always want to outpush each other. <clears throat> so it gives us motivation to just keep on getting better and better and just being able to one-up each other. And uh he's... uh
1: Yeah, he sucks. So you could say, and neither one of you were born when this was happening either, Mandime and Johnny Patch is... A rivalry like Ricky Steamboat and Ric Flair is you could rekindle oh my God. it at no any way. time. No, no way,
0: no way. There is no possible way. Uh, Man, Dime and American Daredevil are even remotely in the same book, let the same sentence I'm as those two.
1: That you can rekindle it at any time. I, I'm, I'm not yeah. saying anything yes. about it, but it could be uh, something when you're both 55 hanging out at a geriatric uh geriatric center that you guys could still be fighting over the dime piece
0: <laughs> oh yeah absolutely that'll uh that's something that will always be happening anytime we're ever together it's uh there's no love lost there we're we just can't stand each other
1: Quick question for you before I move on to your next rival. Um don't you think Dan, Quick answer. Don't you think Dan Hooven would be better for the dime piece than Mandyme?
2: Oof.
0: Yes, absolutely. There's uh there's no debating that or even thinking about it. Dan Hooven is an amazing champion. He's an amazing wrestler and I would actually like to see Dan Hooven versus Elijah Dean. Maybe Hooven will put up that High stakes title and uh Dime piece could be the
1: stipulation. Wow, I'm getting in on that. Uh n- <laughs> next up is the culmination. The the culmination's always been um a thorn in your side. Haven't had anything recently but Remy, Koger, now born the kinda always just being a pain in your ass. Um who do you think actually leads that? Do you think Remy's the leader, or do you think Coger's taking over now? I think Remy...
0: I think Remy's the leader, but Atticus is slowly becoming the face of it, at least in IWC. I don't follow them outside of IWC, especially whenever Gory's involved with them. I'm not sure what they do, how they act, who's in charge, what goes on. All I know is... Corbin Born's their little crony who just follows him around, does whatever the hell. they t- he he's like the he's like the new pledge of a frat. Yes, he is yes. Whatever they whatever whatever they need done, oh, old Born. Oh, hey, why don't you go do this? Oh wait, he just got his ass kicked. Don't worry about. It, we'll get you later, kid. Uh, Born, why do you need that, bro? You don't need it. Get out of that. Stop it. And then you. But,
1: keep- I don't know. And then you keep bringing up the other guy. You keep bringing up the other guy, Gory. Uh, Gory's got a new, I don't know, look on life. I don't know what the hell he's doing. Um, A few months ago, he accidentally hit you with some fire. And now this past month, he throws the old powder in your face. Well, what the hell is Gory doing? In all right, your time. Rip into him. (laughs) All right. So, Gory
0: wants to affect the world. He doesn't want to affect his home. He doesn't want to bring the culmination into IWC. So, me looking up to Gory, me wanting to be there for Gory, just like he was there for me when I started. <clears throat> I got your back, Gory. We'll take him down. So we have the cage match. Uh, All is going according to plan. Everything's going good. I bust out, coast-to-coast shooter, and then he's going, then he hits me with a fireball on accident. I don't think it was on accident. I think he was aiming for me because if you watch after, Culmination let him walk right out that door. Didn't stop him for nothing. Then that leads us to a handicap match. Me and Gory versus Atticus, Remy, and Bourne. What am I supposed to think going into this match? You have the leader of the combination on my team who just damn near took off my eyebrows a month ago. And you got three more of his members right there standing across from us. What, like, I didn't want, I wanted to get through that match. I wanted to be done with this. I didn't like what I was looking at going into it, but whenever they offered, whenever were the selected me for the, the super Indy championship match against Josh Alexander, how can I turn that down? How can I possibly say, nah, I'm good. I got to go help Gory out. But I Gory, dude, I had no clue. They were going to hurt you. I had no idea that they were going to try and do all that to you. I, I thought, My life was in I thought I was the one that was meant for. Like, I didn't mean for any of that to happen. Josh Alexander beat my ass. There's no way I could have came out there. But now, now he seems to blame it on me. Now, he seems to come back. Hands me my Super indie title smoke in the eyes, mist, whatever, powder, dust, whatever the hell it was it stung, and then proceeds to lay me out with a damn golden feather across my title, across my chest. That doesn't really sit too well with me, and I'm really looking forward to finally facing Gory. I, I really hope we're going to be able to tangle up a little bit at the Pittsburgh wrestling classic here in December 7th. But who knows what I don't know what's going through his head. I don't even think he knows what's going through his head. He's on. He's something like I've never seen before. I've never seen this side of gory. I don't even know if this side of gory ever existed,
1: but not only did he let you down, he has turned his back on all the IWC faithful that have supported him for years. You know he he's been he's been in and out of IWC, but he's with his last run. He's been here and he's been always going for that Super Indy Championship, and he's been right there. And we're gory, gory, gory. But to see him do this, you said it yourself that uh, this is something nobody has seen in IWC. Is it with the culmination? Is it without the culmination? Is there something else behind Gory? Uh What does the Golden Feather represent? I mean, since he's done that, he's been quiet on social media and everything. We cannot find him. So, I don't know. I, I really don't. Yeah. And I hope you're right. I hope you get your hands on him December 7th at the second annual Pittsburgh Classic in Elizabeth. Nice little fun fact. My second
0: Professional wrestling match ever. It was against Gory. It was in Clearfield, and a couple minutes into that match, he knocked me out clean, and then choked me out. And if it wasn't for CJ, the ref, he pretty much saved my life. I was out. He knocked me out clean, and then threw chokehold on me after I was already out. And if it wasn't for CJ stepping in, like calling that match. I don't know what what a, I don't know if Gory meant to do that then. I don't know what this long term plan is. I don't know if he was planting something back then, but that always sticks in the back of my mind because it makes me sick going back watching that him doing that and then having the audacity to raise my hand after he just destroyed me in a couple minutes. So now. I'm a little bit more experienced. I've been in the ring with some big dudes, some bad dudes. Found out I can take a punch pretty good. I'm curious to see what Gory has in plan for the Pittsburgh Classic.
1: So let's uh, let's jump off of IWC for a little bit. Ask the super tough questions. Um, how much wrestling are you? Right. How much wrestling are you watching now? Uh, WWE. eight uh, aew nwa i mean the the gamut are you watching it all to pull something from somebody uh yeah i usually watch uh i'll watch the
0: top 10 highlights of wwe every week i don't have time to watch a three-hour show i'll watch uh being the elite or i'll, I'll listen to being the elite on like my car rides to work and stuff i'll uh and then usually whenever I'm going to sleep or laying down or whatnot, I'll always, I'll just like, I'll message wrestlers. Like, hey, what's like a random match I could watch or like, I'll just watch like indie wrestling. I'll, I like being aware of who's out there and who is around and who's doing what with like where I always like to be on top of all of that. I probably watch cause I don't have cable. I don't, have like hulu and netflix or anything i uh probably like 15 to 25 hours of wrestling a week just like matches promos and stuff probably couldn't tell because uh talking isn't really my strong suit i'm more of just a like a just kind of send it kind of guy
1: Right, but there's always work to be done. You know, you you excelled in the ring. Uh, I'm not saying that you're a bad podcast. You You excelled in the ring. There's just some other things that over time, you know, look at at Calvin. Calvin has got the look down. He's got the voice down. But he sure as shit can't wrestle. (laughs)
0: Uh...
1: That's my Maybe. point. Maybe I my mean, point. Yeah. My point.
0: <laughs> so we, there's something everybody can always improve on, no matter how
1: good you are at anything. You're exactly right. So have you watched any of the new NWA yet? Uh bits and pieces. I like uh I like the atmosphere of it. Uh, yeah, that's that was my point. I'm like, do you really like the the studio atmosphere? That brings me back to when I was a kid. You clearly don't remember it, but uh, it, I yeah, dude, that didn't even
0: exist. The NWA that existed when I was growing up was uh, TNA.
1: Right, exactly. So all right, <laughs> um, two questions left. Uh, what advice? You know, you're still a youngster in the business, but you know, you have a little kid, ten years old that walks up to you at Court Time Sport or Clearfield or you know, White Oak or wherever and says, hey, Johnny, I want to be a wrestler just like you. What can I do? What are you telling the young kids now that want to come into the business?
0: No matter what you're doing, no matter what it is, where you are, who you are, put your heart and soul 100%, <clears throat> oh, sorry, 100% into it. Like, it doesn't matter if you're working minimum wage, stacking hay on a farm, or if you're on a pipeline, or if you're flipping burgers, just whatever you do, put 100% effort into it, have no regrets, always bust your ass, someday, somewhere, people will notice. (laughs) And, uh, that's something, uh, my old man told me, like, growing up, like, just, Put your heart and soul into it. If you want to do it, don't ever half-ass anything. <clears throat> Always go into it uh, wholeheartedly and make sure you can't come out with like excuses. Oh, like the earliest thing I can remember that I was a, uh, I was a water boy for the high school football team. I was in like fifth, sixth grade, and I was a water boy, and we had like uh, pre-mat, uh, <laughs> a pre-game. Set up like we had to do this that and every week i would be doing like everything but there would be like five or six of us and i would be doing so much of it every time and finally somebody uh it somebody finally noticed like one of the coaches finally noticed like how hard i was working and i really didn't get anything from it but just knowing that people are watching, and people are paying attention to what you're doing, especially in wrestling, somebody's always watching. They're watching how you present yourself, how you act, how you talk to people, how you wrestle, how you enter the ring, how you get out of the ring. Just If you want to wrestle or if you want to do anything in life, just always put your heart and soul 100% into it.
1: But yeah, that's uh, in anything. Life, sports, uh, college—anything that—that's great advice for anybody, Johnny. Uh, two more, actually, because I just thought of one. What are your goals within the next five years? Next five years? Yeah, I mean, because I would like. To, let's be realistic. We're not—we're okay. not going twenty years down the line I think Just five years from right now. <laughs> okay, five years from right now, I would like
0: to wrestle in four other countries. Other than the United
1: States, let me guess them. Like let, me, to... let me guess them. Let me let me guess them. Japan. Okay. Yep. J- Canada. Yep. Mexico. Yep. Uh, shit, Dominican Republic. I don't. The, the last one. I'm, <laughs> I'm. I'm. I'm lost. Where? Uh, United Kingdom. Ah. Uh. Damn it! That's an easy one. I'm an idiot. Yeah, you're right.
0: <laughs> yeah, the big four for wrestling, pretty much. Yeah, I know how original. Yeah, um, uh, I would all uh, within the five years compete and win super indie tournaments. I would like to also compete in best of the super juniors or the G1, preferably the best of the super juniors in New Japan. And I would also like to compete in CZW's Tournament of Death. Really? Holy shit. I never would have thought I saw you there. Huge hardcore wrestling fanatic. Absolutely loved the art. Huge Deathmatch fan as well.
1: Okay, so now that just brings up more. (laughs) Did you... What did you make people know that about me actually? what did you think of the Omega and Johnny Moxley match and you had to have seen clips? Do you think it was for the normal wrestling fan not I, not your people the normal wrestling fan? do you think it was too much? i personally I
0: don't think it actually I, I don't know. Because they, that was more of like a like a test the waters type of match. Because like mainstream wrestling fans, like especially WWE loyal fans, have never seen something like that before. People that have never stumbled upon indie wrestling, people that don't know uh, King of the Death Match, like what that type of wrestling is. So, as like a family show, yeah, too much. As somebody who is just sick and tired of the same old stuff getting fed down my throat for the last ten years, I love that but who am i to say i'm I'm a year into this wrestling thing. I have no right to say whether that's too much or not enough
1: well i'm forty two and I say it is it was not enough i I thought it was Right on the line, and I, I will agree with you that I think it was a test. I've seen where stuff on the old ECW. Just if we're going to stay in the United States, you go over to the Japan. Oh, oh yeah, you go over to Japan and you see shit that should not happen in life. And oh man, like those I IWA ninety five.
0: Oh man. Whew.
1: Right? Yes, I agree. So will it get that far? I don't know if it'll get that far. But what they just did, Moxley and Omega, was the PC version of what they're going to do.
0: Yeah, pretty much. So good if, way to put that.
1: If if that turns your stomach, folks, um you might want to not watch unsanctioned matches in ECW in uh, AEW. All right. <laughs> Final final question and this is where I'm going to pull it out and I know I can get it from you. Your dream match. Right. Who it's against, where and what stipulations. And if you don't say the person, I'm going to punch you the next time I see you. All right.
0: I would like it would absolutely be Will Ospreay. Thank you. <laughs> It would be Will Ospreay, no stipulation, 30-minute time limit.
1: Why? That's all That's all I want. You're so generic. You're the daredevil. I'll give you no stipulation, but like, can we bump it to 60, like an Iron Man match? Oh, dude.
0: Somebody like Will Ospreay, he doesn't need... He he could captive... Oh, man. 60 minutes with Will Oscar. <sighs> I couldn't keep up. There's no way. I I can't even keep up with him at 10 minutes. But, like, Dream match stipulation, 30 minutes. Like, dead to rights, boom. We don't... Like, he's somebody that doesn't need a stipulation. He can already do everything and anything and doesn't have to add anything to his match to make you go, wow, I've never seen that before. Just how he moves, how he flows, how smooth he is, how everything in the ring he is. it's just that I want that. I, I want to test myself to see where I stand next to that.
1: um that would be that would be a now great, I'm all pumped up right now. That would be a great match. Now, folks, if you're just listening, um revert all the way back to the beginning when we were talking about his shooting star coast-to-coast. Uh, coast. Um, and then he just said, will offspring. So uh, put those two together and we'll leave it at that. <laughs> Good all, call. All right. So tell everybody where they can find you on social media and what else you're up to. We've mentioned December 7th at Court Time Sports, second annual Pittsburgh Classic. Uh, do you have anything else going on, though?
0: Uh, right now... Nothing big, just training with IWC. Uh, on Twitter, I am Johnny underscore Decent. On Instagram, I'm Johnny underscore Patch. I uh, think that's it. Sam to make a MySpace here coming up soon. I will let you guys know when I do, though.
1: Cool. You would definitely be in my top 16. <laughs> that's what I like to hear. All right, Johnny, thank you so much for joining us on Can Crushers. We will see you December 7th, and uh, keep crushing it, man. Thank you, man. You too. So first and foremost, how about you have to brush your hair? That's the main thing is brush your hair, get 100 strokes, and that's what's going to make your hair look as luscious as Johnny Patches. That's, that's the hair tip of the week brush your hair. No, but how about some of those stories? The one that blows my mind is when he is uh, in in training, we, you know, the air quotes, in training, and he's coming up to a Clearfield show, and he's up for about 49 hours. That is unbelievable. Besides the 15 minutes that he slept during the match of Punishment Martinez and uh, Wardlow. No, that wasn't in Clearfield. But I'm just saying, 49 hours. That is completely unhealthy, and he paid Justin Plummer to do that. Uh, dedication, right? Dedication, right there. And some of his some of his goals are they're in his grasp. They really are. To go to Japan, I, I really, I really wish that we can help him get there. Guys, help support Johnny Patch in getting to Japan, getting to wrestling Canada. Share everything that you see uh, from YouTube, from IWCNetwork.com. Guys, just push the indie wrestlers, and you know, as we continue to talk, push the IWC indie wrestlers on your pages. Just a share from you could do so much for their career. Uh, Again, Johnny, thank you for coming on the show. I can't wait to see you December 7th, and we'll we'll see where the matches come out. Maybe you have to punch Mandime in the face one more time. Maybe it's gory that you're going to be in the ring with. Possibly both. Who knows? The Pittsburgh Classic last year was the first one, and it was crazy, so who knows what this one's going to be. Plummer's always got something up his sleeve. So, alright guys Uh, thank you once again thank you to Collar and Elbow for being our sponsor on the Spotlight and our weekly wrap up shows hey if you know somebody that you'd like to hear on Can Crushers you know shoot them a message tell them to reach out to us shoot us a message we'll reach out to them however you want to do it you can get a hold of us at Facebook, at Instagram and at Twitter and it's all at Cancrusher69. Or you can go the old-fashioned way, and it's cancrusher69 at gmail.com. Guys, we're out there. uh, We're continuing to push. We're continuing to push. We have a few more tricks up our sleeves to get out there. But, uh, yeah, send wrestlers our way. We love talking to them. We love it. We don't have to know them. We'll reach out to anybody. Johnny Patch, if you're listening to this and you have a buddy that's in Idaho, say, hey, man, reach out to can crushers they'd love to do an interview with you so all right guys just because you're trash doesn't mean you can't do great things it's called a garbage can not a garbage cannot see you this weekend